Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachat Sukkah Daf Lamed Aleph Amud Aleph. Continuing with our discussion about Lulava Gazul, Tanu Rabbanan, Sukkah Gezula. If a stolen Sukkah, we'll see what that means, Bamasakech Birshut HaRabim, or if you put your Sukkah up in the public area, Rabbi Eliezer Posel Chachamim Machshirin. So let's see what this is about. I'm Rav Nachman. So first of all, Machloket Bishutokevot Chavirovot Siyomi Sukkato. The Machloket is only if a stolen Sukkah means that you threw somebody out of their own Sukkah, and you sat in there. Rabbi Eliezer L'Ta'amei. Rabbi Eliezer is following his own reason, as we will see. As we saw at the end of the second parak, you can't be yotze with somebody else's sukkah, which means, if it's possible to steal land, then sukkah gzulahi. Then this is simply a case of sukkah gzulah, uh, which he's then going to see as a parallel with lulav hagazul, and as a failure of lachem. If, as the position that we generally hold, that this land can't really be stolen, then sukkah shulahi, you're simply living in a borrowed sukkah, as it were, um, that uh, that does not fulfill the obligation, according to Rabbi Eliezer. And therefore, sukkah shulahi. So now, aval. Of Nachman continues, Gazal and if you stole wood and used the Meschach, the only claim that the other fellow has is for the value of the wood, the wood became yours, and therefore the Sukkah is yours. It's not even called as Sukkah Gzula, nor Sukkah Shula, obviously. Mimai, so therefore Beliaz would agree. How do we know, how does Rav Nachman know that the case that they're disputing in the Mishnah is a case where you push the guy out of his sukkah, but not that you stole the wood? Because it's parallel to Rishut Rabim. Ma Rishut Rabim who, just like the Rishut Rabim mentioned in the Braita, is land that's not yours. We're talking about sukkah, which is land that's not yours. Okay, a story. So there's an old lady who came to Rav Nachman, who was son-in-law, of course, to Reish Kaluta. All the Reish Kaluta and all the students who are associated with the house of the Reish Kaluta are living in a Sukkah Gzula. What happened is that the servants or the slaves of the Reish Kaluta had come and stolen this woman's wood and put it up as the Schach. Sav chavlo ashkach rav Nachman. Nachman paid no attention to her screaming. Amrale, she said, "Itata the havile lavua tlant meavatamni sari avdi." A woman whose father had three hundred eighteen slaves, meaning I'm a descendant of Avram Avinu. Sav chakamayu kamayichu blashkachituba. She's crying in front of you, and you're paying no attention. Amrale rav Nachman. So Nachman said to the rabbanon about her, "Paita ida." She's just a loud woman. All she has is a claim of Dmeitzim, meaning she was wronged, and she has a claim for the value of the wood that was taken. But it's not a Sukkah Gzula. And Rav Nachman here is uh, completing what he, the way that he presented, or being consistent with the way that he presented the in- interpretation of the Mishnah. Amaravina, Hakshura de Mitlalta de Gzula, a beam of a Sukkah that's stolen. And this explains also Rav Nachman's statement. The Rabbanon made takanat miresh. Takanat miresh, the miresh is a beam, is a takana that we found in the ninth paragraph of Bava Kama, where if you steal something, ideally you return it. 
unless you totally change its configuration, in which case you just like losing it or destroying it, you then owe the value. But if you build it into the building, the Rabbanan made a takana, which is takanata shavim. In order to allow people to do tshuva and return uh, or make reparations for stolen items, they made takanat meresh, that if you built a beam into a building, you don't have to destroy the whole building and give it back, you give back the value. So we say the same thing with the sukkah. So pshita, so why should the beam be any different than the wood that Rav Nachman already told us has to shchicha. You could say wood is easy to find, so therefore when you pay the victim the value, they can go and find other wood. But the beam might be hard to find. Maybe you really have to take the sukkah apart and give it to them. Kamash malan, that you don't. Now, hani mili, by the way, because shiva. This takana only applies during the seven days of Sukkot. Let's say the guy comes to you after Sukkot and says, Hey, you stole my beam, you put it up there. You have to give it back to him as is. Because you're taking your sukkah down anyways. But if you cemented it in and made it part of the building, then even after the seven days of Sukkot, you uh, you still give him just the value. Tana, we have a bright that says, Yavesh Pasul, that's our Mishnah, Rabbi Yudah Machshir, Rabbi Yudah says, a dried out, withered lulav is valid. Amarav machloket lulav. So Rabbi limits his machloket to lulav. The Rabbanan Savi Machshir lulav letrog. Rabbanan say, the etrog, which is called pre-eitz hadar, it has to be beautiful and moist and fresh, uh, is the model, and lulav is compared to it because by dint of being in the same pasuk. Maitrog by hadar, flav nami by hadar. From here to summer, he says, we don't make that comparison. According to uh, Rava, everybody will agree that Etrog has to be fresh and nice looking. Hadar. It's called pre eight Hadar, beautiful fruit. Rabbi Yudah doesn't demand Hadar with a Lulav. Rabbi Yudah said in our Mishnah that if the uh, leaves come apart, you should tie them together on top. Sounds like you need Hadar. My Tavala Mishum Dovay Hadar, isn't it because of Hadar? So, look, Kenitani Tamar, Biro Mer, Mishum Rabitarfun, Kapot Marim, Kafut. That the Torah calls the love Kapot Marim and read it as Kafut, meaning tied together. So therefore, if the leaves come apart, you have to tie them together as part of the definition of lulav. But it's not that it's a hidur of lulav, that lulav has to be beautiful. It's just not a lulav according to the way the Torah described it without being tied together. He doesn't require a dava. No, he doesn't require a dava. said that you must tie the lulav together, and yet you have to use a palm to tie it together. My, meaning the same species. My, isn't it? Because it looks nicer. And our beauty requires hadar for lulav. Lo, the Rava said, I know you could even use moss or the root of the tree, meaning anything from the palm. It doesn't have to be particularly attractive as long as it's from the palm. So what's Rabbi reason for saying you need to be from the palm, because he holds, as we'll see further on, we've already seen, that the lulav really inherently needs to be bound. Therefore, whatever you use to bind it becomes now part of the system. If you bring something else that's not a palm, then you have five species here. And then you violate lotosif. That's why you need it, not because of hadar. Now flip the issue. And you said that Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi, you said that Rabbi Yehuda requires Hadar in the Etrog, not in the Lulav. Since when does he require Hadar in the Etrog? The four Minim. You can't have less, you can have four. 
You can't bring something substitute for the etrog. If they're kind of withered, they're kasher. If they're fully dry, they're pasul. Rabbi Yudomer, af yveshin. Rabbi says, even if they're dry, they're kasher. The Amr Rabbi Yudomer, and Rabbi Yudomer then says, Ma'asev v'nei krachin sh'yim or'ashinat lavem l'vnei v'nehen. People lived in particular cities would bequeath their lulavim to their grandchildren. In other words, lulavim were used year after year after year, clearly dried out. Amrulos, the answer to Rabbi Yudu was, Misham Raya, you can't bring a proof from that, Ein Shatat Chak Raya. They were going through very difficult times, evidently for generations, and so we, they, they, uh, allow themselves to, uh, to, uh, keep the lulav around for many years, but that's not the ideal. But Ketani Mihat, the point of this bright day is, Rabbi Yudu Omer, Afi Beishin Kshirin, he said, even if they're dried, so you, it sounds like it's an etrog. My love, etrog isn't referring to an etrog, because that was just discussed earlier with, if you don't have an etrog, you don't bring a parish or imon. Lo, alulav, it's talking about lulav. Just a minute. I'm remark. We said, just like you can't have fewer than four, you can't have more than four. Pshita, so mahudatema, huyav amar of Yudah, Rabbi Yudah, lulav, sorech eged. I might have thought that since Rabbi Yudah says you need an eged, and if you brought a different species, it would be different. It would be separate, meaning you'd have your three species bound together, lulav, hadas, and arava, and then you have a bottle brush and something else. On the other hand, it's not part of it, and there's no baltosif. Kamash balan, that taking them together as an act of mitzvah is baltosif. So pshita, obviously, if you don't find an etrog, you don't bring something else. So Mauritania, I might have thought you should bring it So which people should not forget what an etrog is, or at least that you have to have an etrog, and just this is a sub. Kamash Balan that it could go the opposite way, Zimnin Danafik Khurvamine. That uh it could lead to a bad thing, the Atil Misrach. People will then start using a Rimon instead. Alright, Toshma Etrog Hayashan Pasul, an old Etrog is Pasul, Bihura Machshir. And Rabbi Yudah says it's okay. Tiyufta de Rava Tiyufta. Now Rava has been absolutely dis- refuted. That Rabbi Yudah says I don't even require an etrog to be hadar because if an etrog can be an old etrog. Velobai hadar vanantnan hayarokik harti. Rabbi Meir Machshur Rabbi Yudah posar Rabbi Yudah disagrees with the Mayor. We're going to see this in the Mishnah later in our parak. That if the etrog is green, Rabbi Yudah says no good. Avishun devai hadar isn't it because he requires hadar? Lo mishun lagomar peri. He says it's not ripe. It's not a fruit yet. In the same Mishnah, the, the, the minimal size of a shiur, of a natrog, is Rabbi Meir Omer goes like the size of a nut, Rabbi Yun Omer So that means he requires a bigger one, or a smaller, or a, a, a bigger one. So La Mishun Dubai Hadar, isn't it because again he requires Hadar, it has to be nicer? La Mishun Logar same reason, if it's not that big, it's not a, a fruit yet. Again, definitionally, Toshma Uvigadol Kadeshi Achol Shnaim Biado Achati Verbiuda. Rabbi says the maximum size of, an, of a, uh, an etrog is that you should be able to hold two in one hand. Rabbi says that the, that even if it takes, uh, both hands to hold one of them, and then there's the famous Brighta that we'll see at the end of the Sugi of Etrog that Rabbi Kiva came in with the, uh, that the etrog on his back. So my time, isn't it that Rabbi Yudah requires to be smaller because of Hadar? Since you have to have the love, Hadasan Aravan, your right hand and the Etrog in your left, you might drop it as you're swapping hands, and mess up the Etrog. So it's a pragmatic thing that Rabbi Yudah says, don't have it to be too big, 
so that it's uh, not, so that you can't handle it. But how does Rabbi Yehuda interpret the word Hadar, pre-Eitz Hadar? The answer is, Don't read Hadar as an adjective, but rather as a verb. It's pre-Eitz Hadar. It's a, 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 uh, a fruit that resides on its tree from year to year. It's a perennial. And that's part of the definition of, of an etrog. All right, the next line, which is the second clause in our Mishnah, was Shal Asherah, V'Sherah Nidachat, or also Pasul. So Asherah Pasul, why is a, a, an Asherah, Lulav Pasul? If you have Lulav that was part of the, uh, used as, let's say, a broom to sweep up in front of Avodazara, you can't use it, but if you did, it's Kasher. And the answer is, we're talking about an Asherah of a tree that was planted when Bnei Israel entered the land. And the Torah said you have to destroy them. Since the Torah said you have to destroy them, it's like they're already destroyed and there's no shear left. Because the Torah, the Mishnah, compares it to Iranidachat. And why is it that, that a lulav and Iranidachat is invalid? It's because <clears throat> you have to destroy it. Uh, and since you have to destroy it, it's like it's already gone. Uh, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the more speci- lulav specific issues that are brought up in the Mishnah, which is Niktam Rosho, Nifutsu Alav, Nifudu Alav, etc. Uh, will take us to the end of the analysis of this Mishnah. In the meantime, we should have a good, a wonderful day.